Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Good morning. Uh, welcome to Save the Cowboy. We are truly becoming uh, far-watched, far-reached, whatever the words may be. Uh, I want to say a special welcome to my cousin Rusty Weatherby. He's in from Texas. He's in the uh, Air Force Reserves up here doing some training. Glad to have him with us. And we have from Valdez, Alaska also, so welcome. And uh, anyway, welcome to everybody. Got some new people from Parker, and I'm sure we've got we got thousands watching online. Um, this is truly a remarkable experience that I get to travel on with y'all. And uh, please keep everything in in your prayers as we do three things here. As you can see behind me, we do have we are that I know of. We are the only working ranch cowboy church in the nation. We're the only cowboy church that owns a ranch and runs cattle, and we don't just get up here on Sunday and put our hats on, and, you know, people ask me and Ty all the time, they say, does that stuff really happen to y'all? <laughs> yes, it does, okay? It does. Um, so anyway, gather uh, the lost and bring back those that strayed away, Ezekiel 34, 16, that's what the ranch is about, about meeting the needs of others through uh, feeding people, uh, promoting the agricultural way of life. Uh, stuff like that, and then grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what you're doing here now. Uh, that's the ministry part of Save the Cowboy, and we also have the missions part of Save the Cowboy. Go out into the world, make disciples of all men and all nations, and, and, and I thought it was very evident a year ago, right now, we were in China bringing home our two boys, and this picture was taken at the airport when in Dallas, and it's one of my favorite pictures. And no, this isn't a Navajo somebody, okay? This isn't, somebody said, who's the Navajo up there on your, on your deal? That's my wife, okay, and Jay Ray. So anyway, just thought I'd let y'all know that. So gather, grow, and go, uh, please. Afterwards, uh, come up and see us. We have the, the ranch table. We have the, the ministry table, and we have the missions table up here. Gather, grow, and go. So, anyway, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. So, a uh, couple of days ago, I had uh, the opportunity, and it truly is a blessing, to, uh, to go to a branding on Friday. And, you know, branding is, uh, is the culmination of, of kind of the, the cowboy aspect of it. Now, I think ranchers like shipping time, <laughs> you know, more because that's when the cattle are gone. And, but uh, we got to go to a branding on Friday. And, you know, uh, me and Ty, uh, we were in the first group that roped. And you always want to be in the first group because you get to cherry pick. You get all the dumb calves, okay? The ones that just stand there and look at you, you know, so I, I'm always, you know, usually you don't want to go first in anything, but if you go to a branding, rope first, because if you rope second, those are the wily ones, okay? So anyway, me and Ty got to go in the first group, and then we, all the ropers switched off, and as me and Ty are standing there, uh, he said, you know, it's crazy 
how all of this comes together because everything is so unexpected. You've got four to five ropers out there. You've got cattle with some mamas running around. We were heading and healing these calves. And you got cowboys out there. Well, everybody out there except me had a 60-foot rope. And uh, that's probably why there was no bad accidents because everybody except me had the 60-foot rope. And um, anyway, there was, this, there was this one time where this, this cowboy... He, he roped one, and everything was going good, and he was kind of over there by the fence. And uh, Anyway, I, I don't really know what happened, but his, but his horse went down. And, you know, everybody kind of, oh, my gosh. And, but, you know, his horse got right back up. He's pure cowboy. He just stepped back on and gave him back. He still had the calf rope, gave him back, and he pulled it to the fire, and we roped it. And he's like, no big deal, right? It's just one of those unexpected things that happen. And, and since Neil Wilson is not here, I'll call him by name. And, you know, you know if, if you don't know Neil Wilson, the, if you look at your coffee cup, it says State Farm on there. So thank you to State, uh, Neil Wilson as a local State Farm agent. And people always get us confused because both of us are 6'3", shoulders about this wide, you know, 235 pounds. <sighs> anyway, I had one headed, and he was a big critter. And uh, somebody came in there and healed it, and, and, it, and it kicked out. Of the, of the heel loop, and this calf jumps up. Now, Neil is huge, right? I mean, this dude is like middle, middle linebacker, you know, for the Denver Broncos type big. And I told him, get on it, Neil, get on it. And so he reaches down there, you know, like incredible Hulk, right? And I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> and he slams this calf down, you know, he fling, not slams it down. Actually, he should have. Because he was kind of gentle with it. He's like, uh, and put it down. And calves actually have springs in their ribs. And whenever he hit that thing, when that thing hit the ground, it popped right back up. Well, I appealed to his manhood. I was like, don't you let that calf do that to you, Neil. <laughs> so he grabs it. Well, now it's got all four feet in momentum. And I still got it headed. Of course, I'm holding it just enough. <laughs> There was a squabble for about 12 seconds, and Neil took the next 14 minutes off. <laughs> but you just, you, you know, and he didn't do anything wrong. I finally went up to him, and I was like, what happened? Are you okay? He's like, man, I can't catch my breath. I was like, I know, man. I've been there. And he said, what did I do wrong? And I said, you only did one thing wrong. If a cowboy ever says jump on it, don't do it because they're not going to do it. He's like, I kept wondering why nobody would help me. I said, because you're the only dumb one. <laughs> You'll learn. Somebody tells you to do something, look at them like you do it. You just never know what's going to happen at a branding. Everything is totally unexpected. And probably the most unexpected thing that happened the entire time was it was a, it was my Cinco de Mayo. It was a Cinco de Mayo branding. And so I wore my Cinco de Mayo branding hat. And if you don't think it's a chore to brand in this thing, especially when Ty says watch out, because when you got reins in one hand, dallied in this hand, and this hat goes like this, <laughs> it's a wonder we wasn't all killed. You never know what's going to happen 
at a branding, at Cowboy Church, or you never know. So anyway, uh, that was fun. And that is an agave plant, by the way. Okay? (laughs) I know we live in Colorado, but that is an agave plant. (laughs) Nothing else, Dad. Ever since they legalized marijuana in Colorado, my dad, who's ex- law enforcement. He goes, what's up with y'all in Colorado? I said, Dad, they legalized it. They didn't make it mandatory. Okay? Good grief. Come up. You may need some. No, not really. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We've been talking about true power. We've been talking about how uh, in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul talks about how true power is made available to us. And in the first part, we talked about uh, true power is found in trusting in God's love for us. That we are sons and daughters, that we have been adopted by God. And I've told you every single week that that's important because in, in the time that the Bible was, was written, the, uh, when you adopted somebody, it was for life. You can give up your own kids, but if you adopted, it was for life. It was forever, okay? So true power is made available to us when we learn to trust in God's love. And then last week, we talked about how we can understand God's love, about understanding how his love operates. And then this week, we are going to talk about, real quickly, seven things about how God's power is made available to you. This isn't about preacher power or anything. That that there's a power that has your name on it that is available to you in experiencing God's powerful love. Because it's one thing to trust in it, right? It's another thing to try to understand it. But still there is more power available to us when we start learning to experience God's love. And the very first thing of experiencing God's love is it is experienced in expecting the unexpected. You know, we can't put God in a box. And a lot of times that's exactly what we try to do. You know, there's an old saying, and I'm going to really jack this up, but it, it says that we have successfully created God in our own image when he thinks, acts, and feels just like we do. You know, that's putting God in a box. God cannot be contained. The Bible says that his ways are not our ways and our ways are not his ways. And that is the amazing thing about God. That's what I love about him so much. That's why we like cowboying because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you are literally walking a tightrope whether you're, you know, getting chased by a mad mama cow and, you know, I know why he couldn't work his thumbs. Because if it was me, one of them would have been in my mouth, okay? <laughs> my last words would have been, hey, Siri. <laughs> Voice text, right? Kevin, can you come over right quick? <laughs> Where are you? I don't know. I'm in the willows. <laughs> but expecting the unexpected. You know, when you start following God, listen, here is the only guarantee that I can give you. Your life is not going to go like you planned it. It's going to be better. It's going to be more amazing 
when you start following God. If you want controllable, then you just put yourself in control and, and you know, you, you're, you're not going to get much accomplished. You may get a lot accomplished in the ways of this world, but you're not going to get a lot accomplished because I guarantee you, if you would have told me, I, I'm, it's kind of scary because I'm having to up my time frame up used to. I could say, if you'd have told me two years ago I was going to be a preacher, I'd tell you you was dumb. And then it got to five years, and now it's nearly ten. If you'd have told me ten years ago that I was going to be a preacher, I would have said, you're insane. But my gosh, the things that God has allowed me to experience and the wonderful people here and online that he has allowed me to, to meet and everything... Expect the unexpected. That is how to experience the love of God. You're not going to experience him in the normalcy of your uh, safe place. You, you got you to get outside your comfort zone if you truly want to experience God and his love. And there's only one way to do it, and that's to give up control and say, God, I'm going to give you my life. That's the first way that you can experience God's powerful love. The second way, a second way. Now, I don't expect you to remember all of these, but I have a firm feeling, I have faith that one or two of these is going to really, really hit home for each and every one of you, here, online, on the radio, everywhere. One or two of these are probably going to hit close to home, and God is wanting you to experience his love. First, you experience it out of your comfort zone, expecting the unexpected. The second way to experience God's love is by hanging out with him. It's by hanging out with him. You know, I, I always say, to truly know a man, you need to ride with him. You need to work with him. You know, you, 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 you've got to hang out. Um, in, in James 4.8, James says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. You're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to hang out with worldly stuff and put all your thoughts and efforts and dreams and desires on what this world can give you? Or would you rather trade that for what's behind door number one. You want everything that the world has to offer, which has, which has uh, eternal uh, consequences, or would you rather trade it for what's behind door number one? Well, in order to do that, you've got to know what God's love is. You've got to expect the unexpected. You've got to step out of your comfort zone. And the second thing you've got to do is you've got to hang out with God. You've you got to get to know him. He already knows you. All the, all the hairs on your head are numbered. For some people, that's a lower number than others. Okay, some of y'all are in single digits, but that's okay. He still loves all four of them, okay? But the point is, man, you've got to hang out with God. You've got to get to know Him. You know, the, the, the other day, I had put uh, three simple Bible studies on Facebook for any cowboy that, that wanted to do it. And that's one way of hanging out with God is studying His Word, Okay? That's one way. But a guy made a comment on there, and I'm not criticizing the guy, but he's like, let me add to your Bible study that we should always pray first and ask God to reveal himself through his word. And what I wanted to say to that was this. You know, if you gave, if I gave my son from China a photo album from when I was young, he's not going to know anybody in there 
Am I going to hand that to him and go, well, do the best you can with that and walk off? Or would I sit there and say, that was me whenever I was young. This is whenever we lived in Big Lake, and this is, you know, the, the blah, 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 blah. You know, I would tell him all about it because he's sitting there looking at a book of my life. You know what? I'm sorry. We should all pray. But if you go to read the Bible, I'm pretty sure that God's not going to sit back going, well, you didn't ask me to reveal myself to you, so I'm not going to say anything to you. Of course he is, man. He loves you. You go try to hang out with him, and you are going to get to know him. Drive down the road, man. You, you can pray, and you don't have to bow your head. It's better that you don't when you're driving down the road. Okay? Some of you, I think, pray a lot, especially around Parker area. I don't know what it is right there. There's lots of prayer going on in Parker driving. You've got to expect the unexpected. Get out of your comfort zone. You've got to start hanging out with God. And the third thing Third way to experience God's love is through growing. Look, I've got some good news and bad news, okay? Well, I think it's both good news, but some people may think it's bad news. I have thought it was bad news in the past, too. Um, see, here's the deal about God. He's going to push you. He is going to shove you sometimes. He is going to encourage you. He's going to drive you, but he's never going to be through with you, okay? You know, sometimes... Uh, and Okay, I'm going to let you in on just a little bit of a preacher's life. Um, it's not all roses, okay? It's not all roses. As a matter of fact, it's cactus a lot of times or something. But one time I was like, God, I'm a preacher. Is that, can you give me a break? And I, I like literally in my heart, I felt, he goes, no, why would you think? I'm not, I'm not ever going to be through with you. Never going to be through with you. And God's never going to be through with you. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you're going to the gym. It doesn't matter if you're out there roping the dummy or you're out there on a colt or out there tagging calves. It doesn't matter. God is never going to be through with you. He's always going to push you. About the time you go, well, I got that nailed. He's going to go, now do this. Crud. But that's where you start experiencing him, is whenever he makes you stronger. The Christian life doesn't make your life easier. He makes the Christian stronger. To experience God's love, you got to get out of your comfort zone, man. you got to start hanging out with God. you got to know that he's not ever going to be through with you. He's going to push you. He's going to drive you. And I would be willing to bet that anybody in here, God's been talking to you about something. And you've been like, well, maybe if I ignore it long enough, God's going to forget. Look, God doesn't forget, okay? He's like my wife, okay? She doesn't forget either. She has to remind me of stuff all the time, and God's going to remind you of stuff all the time. He's wanting you to grow because, not because he's trying to make your life hard. He's trying to make your life holy. He wants you to get to know him better. He wants to love on you, folks. Expect the unexpected. Hang out with God. Grow forth you got to follow him. You have got to follow him. You have got to follow him. You know what I like to think of it as? Jesus is the treasure map to God. But it's not something that you can find on your own. He is a living treasure map. And he says, follow me and I will lead you to God. Now, it's not a matter of conditional. It's a matter of choice. He's like, look, I am offering this free. Just Come with me, and I will fulfill you. God will fulfill you. I'm going to lead you towards God. And everything you, you have ever wanted, that hole in your heart 
that, that you've been striving for, that you've tried with alcohol and sex and drugs and pornography and all these sins and lying and, and cheating and stealing and, and yearning for worldly things that, that never satisfies you. Man, you come to me and I'm going to show you where the true treasure lies. But you've got to follow him. In John 1.39 is probably one of my favorite Bible verses ever. And, and you know what? This is, I, I, maybe I can't say this with absolute certainty, but if you want to know what the Christian faith is all about, one, two, three, four, I can, I can nearly summarize it in five words. The longest word is four letters. Here it is. You want to know what everything about Christianity is about? Jesus talking in John 1.39, he says this, Come, and you shall see. Come, and you shall see. He didn't say, come, and you might catch a glimpse if you pay attention. No, he says, come, and you shall see. What he's saying is, you come, and you follow me, and you know what? It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. You are going to see, hear, and experience things that are going to blow your mind. Yeah, you're going to have to leave some of those people that's been dragging you down, but for every person you leave behind, I'm going to bring 200, tenfold the amount of people. Instead of fake friends, I'm going to give you real friends. As a matter of fact, instead of fake friends, I'm not going to replace them with friends. I'm going to replace them with real family, not blood family, spiritual family. He says, come and you shall see. you got to follow him. If you want to experience God's love, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. You've got to hang out. You've got to grow. If you want to experience him, you've got to follow. And another way that you can experience God's love is by giving. I'm not talking about money. I'm not excluding money, but this isn't about money, okay? Give and you shall receive. You know, the truth is, it should probably say release and receive, okay? There is a billion-dollar industry out there in the self-help. There's countless books, seminars, videos, TED Talks, you name it. And, and I like them. I'm not criticizing them. But billion-dollar self-help industry, but the Bible is really all you need. Okay? If you want joy in your life, you got to give it away. Be joyful. You, you, you're, you, you can't be a stick in the mud and expect to be joyful. Whatever you desire, if you will figure out how to give that away, God says, you give joy, you're going to get joy. He says, you want peace? How about be a peacemaker? Be peaceful. Okay? People say, well, I don't have any peace in my life because I'm surrounded by, you know, all these stupid people, and, and there's a bunch of them out there. I'm one of them. Okay? But the point is, you, you will never find peace if you're always in conflict. And that's something that I've got to work on. Okay? Whatever you want, you have to give that away. Give and you shall receive. Or we could even say maybe give up. You want purpose? Give up on your idea of success. Think about that. That's why I posted it on Facebook yesterday. Um, you know what you call a person that chooses purpose over success? Successful. You know what you call a person that chooses purpose over success, successful, because that's not the reason we do it. We find purpose in, in what God tells us to do, the way he tells us to act. We, we do things the way he says to do them. 
You know, I ask people a lot of times, do you believe in God? And they say, yes. I said, then, and I believe in God, but here's the question. If you believe in God, why don't you do what he says to do the way he says to do it? Ouch, right? You say you believe in him, then why don't you believe in his promises? Why don't we do things the way he says to do them? Isn't that the ultimate kind of litmus test of belief? Do we do what God says to do? In Luke 6, 38, Jesus says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Think about that. Your gift will return to you in full, but not just full. He says, I'm not saying this, okay? This is Jesus saying, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. And yet, what do ever stinking one of us do? Mine, mine, I'm not going to give that. That church is just out for my money. Walmart's not. (laughs) I'm just saying, okay? You know, nobody ever said, Walmart's just after my money. I'm not going to go there anymore. (laughs) We walk in there with a shopping basket full of it, right? Where can I give my money? I'm joking about the money, but that's just the easiest for people to understand. Jesus says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together, and make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. That is my life right there. That is my life, and I want it to be your life. And it can when you start experiencing God's love. The other way to experience God's love is by meeting the needs of others. That's what ministry is. Do you know Jesus didn't have a church? He had a ministry. Ministry means meeting the needs of others. And Jesus says, if you meet the needs of others, I'll take care of you. Meet the needs of others, and I'll take care of you. That's what it is all about. Every single person is called to a ministry. When we meet the needs of others, God meets our needs completely. And even a few of the things that we want, not all of them, because it's good to want things. James 1.27 says, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You could work on those three things the rest of your life and you would, you would, you would live an amazing, awesome life. Caring for orphans and widows and not letting the world corrupt you. It's a full-time job right there. And you would be blessed for it, shaken, pressed down to make room for more, overflowing into your lap with purpose and identity and power. And the last thing, we've talked about six ways that you can experience God's love. And I know God is using one of them right now. And he's mashing on you right now. And maybe it's this one. For those of you going, well, I'm not so sure because none of them's really spoke to me yet. If you want to experience God's love, you've got to recognize it, receive it, and respond to it. Recognize it, receive it, and respond to it. If you don't know what it is, how can you know it's yours and what to do with it, you know? If the sun is shining, you ought to be able to recognize if your heart is beating because... Some people's aren't anymore. There's been a number of people that have lost loved ones this week. A near and dear friend of ours just about four days ago, three or four days ago, used to come to our Bible studies. Great man. Love that man. Receive. Recognize God's love. Receive God's love. And respond to that love. Because a lot of us, we got this general idea. Well, yeah, I know God loves me. Really? Do you recognize it? Have you truly received it into your heart? Because it'll change your life. It'll absolutely change your life. I love Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. You know what that says to me? And I love you. And I love you. Just be still. Quit running around trying to control everything. Start following me, not the world. Start giving instead of hoarding. It really is that that, that simple. I didn't say it was easy. It is that simple. So why? 
Why should we do all of this? Because all that sounds great, preacher, man. You got away with words, man. I just, I kind of loved it when you said this and you wore that hat and that was cool. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. In Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 19, Paul says this. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then, hmm, you get that? Do you see the power of that four-letter word? Then, let me read it again. May you experience the love of Christ by following him, by recognizing, receiving, responding, meeting the needs of others, getting out of your comfort zone, all of that that we talked about. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Is there a more amazing promise to you than that right there? Let that sink in. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Amen. And God today has brought y'all from Big Lake, from Alaska, from Brush, from Parker, from Kiowa, from Elizabeth, from Canada, from Australia, from Germany. And he is holding in his hand everything that he knows will complete you. But you have to choose it. You have to choose it. You cannot serve God and this world. I pray that each and every one of you will recognize that love that he's offering you. I pray that you will receive that love, that you will choose that love, and I pray that you will respond to that love with a transformational power that is going to rock your world. And I look forward to hearing about that. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. No longer do you have to be afraid. No longer do you have to be alone. And no longer do you have to be scared. It's yours. The choice is yours, though. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your love that was made known to us through Jesus Christ. Today, let us turn from the world's lies and turn to him. We have true power available to us in experiencing his love that comes from you. He is the embodiment of your love. God, let us do what your word says, not merely listen to it. Let us believe with action, not words. And God, as your good book says, let us all give our lives to him. Let us repent and be baptized, every stinking one of us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.